Hi, and welcome to the ScreenSafe podcast. I'm Anna, and this is a podcast for anyone who cares about keeping children and teens safer online. We're going to talk about absolutely everything. So whatever age and stage your child is at, there'll be something here for you. Let's get going. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the ScreenSafe podcast and here we're going to be talking all about teenagers and by that we are talking about that that age between a child and a teenager and it can fall between sort of 7 and 12 um, some people think it's more that 10 to 12 bracket but as we all know children develop at totally different stages and ages uh, there's no one set rule so I've, I've included it in quite a broad age bracket of 7 to 12 and it's a really busy time for both your tween and you as a parent there's a lot going on and I would say it's it's a really underestimated age um, we we tend to focus so much on teenagers and thinking that's when literally everything's going to change overnight when they hit 13 or we're looking at them when they're really young and we're much so heavily involved in everything that they're doing and, and helping them learn how to do things. And then we have this sort of period in the middle where we can tend to overlook and underestimate how much is actually going on. So hormones are kicking in at some point and in varying degrees, again, different for every child. And they're usually becoming more influenced at this stage or bothered by their peers' opinions and what their friends are, are doing and up to. And it also usually combines with them getting more freedom on tech. So maybe they have more time online or they're having more unsupervised time online or they're ex starting to explore new games and apps, again, often suggested by their friends. And they're usually becoming much more tech savvy, often overtaking us um, parents at this point quite quickly. And on top of all that, as if it wasn't enough, it's usually the time when they get their first phone. So certainly by the end of this age bracket, I don't know many children now who are starting high school, secondary school without a phone. Um, so that is a real melting pot of emotions, feelings and situations that are all going on um, for your child, but also for you as a parent too. So it's a really crucial age and stage and a really important time for you to be trying to get on top of the online safety side and start having some of the more, what can sometimes be seen as difficult conversations, but with all ages, you know, online safety, it can be hard knowing where to start. There's, there's so much to talk about and think about as with everything else that's going on with life, you know, preparing for, and then when your child is asking for something particular on, on a phone or a device, and then when have you got time to research that and look into it and see if it's suitable or one that you approve of. So again, I don't want you to beat yourself up here or, or feel that this is just another lecture on how to keep your child safe. This is a chance for you to take a breath and I'm going to give you three, just three for now, key areas that I would recommend focusing on with your tween now. And you may well be doing some of these right now. So brilliant. And if you're not, don't worry. That's why we're here. That's why you can then take elements of this that are suitable for you and your child and family and, and start integrating them in into your life now. So no judgment again it doesn't matter if you have or haven't done any of these things it doesn't matter if you already feel that your child's screen time is is out of control it's 
it's all manageable. We can always improve on where we are. So it's little steps. Nothing's going to happen overnight and everything's just going to be magically fixed. So take that pressure off and take away any of that blame of what you have or haven't done. So just to get you started, I want, you know, I want to help you improve your understanding so you can start having those oh so important chats that you're going to be having really from now on in, you know, none of these conversations are just a one-stop shop that we need to have once. And then that matters dealt with, and they all have to be dealt differently at different stages, of course, because how you're talking to a seven-year-old about something is very different to a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old. So each of these I think is, is really important and key at this stage. And I have actually created a whole separate audio file where I go into these in much more detail is also available on a PDF if you'd rather have it to read through and reference back. But I'm very aware that a lot of people now, especially busy parents, it's much easier just to be able to listen to something as you're going and, and take the notes or take on the parts that you want. So let's jump in with number one. And it's probably not what you're expecting, but it's an area that's massively, massively overlooked and underestimated in its importance. And that is data and privacy and it's really really crucial that we help our children understand at this age what that looks like what do those words mean and why it's so important in life in general but particularly online where the temptation and the ease to overshare is is there all the time it's what a lot of these apps are designed to do they want you to keep sharing and share more because then you're going to stay on the platform longer which is their ultimate goal so it's really important that we help our children understand what they can and can't post and should and shouldn't post and what those potential consequences and implications can be to their actions if they do overshare whether it's personal data or photos or videos and you want to feel reassured as a parent because it's likely to be your bank account and your home address and everything that's addressed, um, that's attached rather to the device that your child's using. So you want to make sure for your own benefit as well that they're not doing anything that puts you or anyone in your household at risk of fraud, cyberbullying or unwanted attention. And if you get this part right, it will actually help hold off some of the more common worries parents have, such as their child being groomed online or their systems being hacked or cyberbullying happening, which are all very valid and real concerns. But this one sort of is like the bow on top. Now, it's, it's not saying that that can prevent anything ever happening. Of course, that is just not realistic, but it can certainly minimize some of those risks immediately. So. I think the first step is, is to understand what type of information our children are putting online, which is putting them and you at risk, whether that's of data breaches, fraudulent activity, or being targeted by trolls or bullies or, or grooming. And as always, I'd recommend try and put yourself in their head, not yours, because it's very easy for us to look at things and see it black and white of, well, of course, you don't put that information out there. Of course, you wouldn't say that, but children don't have those filters. And again, we're seeing it as they're just suddenly thrown into this online world. They haven't got those skills yet of assessing, you know, what's real, what's not, what's safe, what's dangerous. And it's just so easy and open to share everything online. So 
it's making them think if, if someone or a website is asking them to share their name, their date of birth, postcode, school location, etc., because these are things that are all shared readily online by children. Um, and maybe it's being asked for in return for some amazing freebie or access to a game or a voucher or something. Or maybe it's a, an incentive so they can connect with their new BFF on this new platform and, oh, just let me know where you live because I only want to connect with people that um, are in my area. And you can guarantee that person will be in their area, of course. And it won't register in your child's head that this is a potential scam or a dodgy person behind the screen because they don't know what they don't know, just like we don't. So we have to educate them. And as always, it starts with educating ourselves first. But I'm sure we are all familiar with online scams. They, I mean, they are big business now. Um, and how many adults do you know who have fallen for a scam of some sort as a result um, of something they've seen online or something they've been sent, whether it's in an email or even a phone call text message, and they've clicked on that link and they've either been hacked or they've lost money or they've had personal data stolen or something has happened as a result of, of that scam. And that's for adults. So they are so professional looking now that if we're finding it hard to always see which ones are, are real and, and fake, children are just easy pickings so that section is going to cover all about what type of information kids are sharing that is putting them at risk or you, how it's happening and what steps you can be taking to minimize the risks, as well as some of the key chats you need to be having with your child around data and privacy. And next, we're going to talk all about cyberbullying. So this starts way earlier than we'd like to think. And really, the most common stage is as soon as children start to get access to a phone, and then WhatsApp groups, and I've got a whole other podcast coming on WhatsApp, um, it can escalate really quickly. And before we know it, you can have your child either being bullied or they're watching it happen, or they're even being the bully themselves. And none of us like to think of that, but the internet and the phone and that feeling of being anonymous or nobody can actually physically see you can make people behave like they wouldn't dream of doing in real life you've sort of got that feeling of it's it's not real there's no consequences it's not really hurting anyone because they're just words on a screen and again i'm sure we can all think as adults of posts you've seen whether it's on social media or even in your own network of how adults can speak to each other and behave online so is it any wonder that children are, are going to act like that as well so this is a really key subject to be getting on top of at this age so that you can feel confident that your child and you understand what cyberbullying is, what it looks like, what are the signs to watch out for. And so that hopefully, if there's any involvement from your child from any angle, you can nip it in the bud really quickly and, and stop it escalating. Helping them understand what, what do they do if they see it happening. So if they're part of a WhatsApp group, and they start to think, oh, this is, is a bit mean. There seems to be a lot of targeting one person or what started off as quite funny actually doesn't seem that funny anymore. Help them know what they can do in those situations and where they can go. And again, what are the consequences if they are being unkind online? It's really crucial that we talk to our children about 
not just staying safe online, but how they behave and how they treat people online, because that will have the long-term ripple effect. Just as we talk to our children about having manners and their pleases and their thank yous and always being kind to people or how they deal with their friends in the playground, that doesn't seem to happen when we go online. And children are getting access to games and devices and things where they're chatting, not just with their friends, but other people that wider networks online. And they're seeing all sorts and they're seeing how people can talk to each other. And it just becomes presumed that, well, that's just what you do online. So we need to be talking to our kids about how to be kind online, how it feels to be on the receiving end of some of those comments. And what would they do in the situation if someone says something to them that makes them feel sad or scared or or threatened in any way? And then the last section that I will go into is YouTube. Now, this is the most popular social media uh, site for the under 18s. And it's easy to understand why. I mean, there's 400 hours, I think, every minute, there are 400 hours of content uploaded to YouTube. So it's a mind boggling amount of content. There is literally, as we all know, absolutely everything on there. There's an absolute load of rubbish. There's some very funny stuff. There's some inspirational stuff, um, motivational stuff, exciting things. There's, there's all sorts. But of course, with that, it also means there's lots of inappropriate content on there. And it is incredibly addictive because we know YouTube has that scrolling feature where, so on the social media, we have that, you push down to refresh and you get that constant new feed. YouTube obviously has that autoplay set where it just starts playing the next video. And it might not necessarily be related to the video you've just watched, which is where we can fall into dangerous territory where your child is watching what you think is a, a suitable video. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that the next one that's going to come up is, is going to be appropriate. Now you can knock that autoplay off. That's one instant to tell you here, just take that off. So they don't have that constant stream of video after video. And then before you know it, they've lost an hour without even realizing it. They've gone to watch one thing and their brain's just been completely overloaded with all these other videos that will never stop. When you think of how much content's on there, there's, there's never an end like with a film or something else or a program they're watching, YouTube will never stop. So it is really easily addictive for children. Um, so I'm gonna talk to you through some of the wider facts and stats around YouTube, which you'll probably find quite shocking. And you'll realize then, um, you know, it'll help understand why this is such a key app that you need to um, understand and, and help you manage it in your home, because it is gonna be one that your children want to access. Um, at some point, and obviously you decide when you're happy for them to do that. Um, but I'm also going to talk about the impact that it's having on children today, um, both from talking to teachers in schools and, and other parents, and how you can set it up as safely as possible in your home. And don't forget your smart TV if you have one, because that is one device that is often overlooked. And we forget that they can just sit down there and watch YouTube. And if it's not filtered or anything on your smart TV, then obviously they can be exposed to anything. So there is a lot to go into in, in all three of those things. We've got data and privacy. We've got cyberbullying, 
and YouTube. And they are three really key areas that you can start working on with your tween uh, now to really embed some good habits, some strong boundaries, and just keep them that much safer as they progress into this sort of next stage of their online journey. And I am, as I say, I'm going to share a link at the bottom here so you can get access to the full audio and listen to it as and when you wish. Stop, start, repeat, play the bits that are relevant for you. If you just want to listen about YouTube, you can go to that section and it is available in a PDF. So whatever suits you best. Um, the link will be below to grab your free copy and I'd love to hear your thoughts. And again, please do share this with anyone else who you feel has children in this age or, or another age that this would benefit them and they would get some useful information from this and just be able to take some action. It's all about small steps, but actually taking action because there's no point us just talking about this all the time. We need to be putting the steps in place so that we're learning as we go, but we're also implementing and, and making sure some changes can happen. So I'll leave you with that for now. There is a lot to go into, but I don't want you to feel overwhelmed with it. That's why I've broken it down to these three areas for this stage. Next week, I'm going to be coming back and talking about what I think is possibly the worst app out there um, for children to be accessing. It isn't an app aimed at children. It's an 18 plus. Um, it is a really dangerous site and it's one that our children are getting access to more and more. So I'm going to be coming back and talking about that next week. And it's definitely one we need to be putting on our blocked list. But for now, any questions, my email is always open. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, take care and keep talking. Speak soon. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be really grateful if you would share it with anyone else who you think might find this podcast helpful. You can follow me on Instagram at ScreenSafe Global or sign up via my website screensafe.co.uk or via the link in Instagram to receive my weekly newsletter with more hints, tips and all round support on everything to do with online safety.